Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Shane Anything. It's been a minute since we've done one of these, and as you can see, I'm in space. Why am I in space? Because I'm tired of all the people on planet Earth who refuse to wear masks. Hey you idiots, I'm leaving y'all, and I went to space. We have a grip of great questions to get to today. Let's not waste any time. Let's get straight to the first one, and it comes from Sifted from Ptor. Was just wondering how you've been doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Has anything surprised you, such as finding a new hobby, etc.? Anything you use to keep yourself occupied and sane? Thanks for all the work you do and helping keep me sane during this crazy time. Uh, I work on Sifted. It is a great distraction. Uh, since the coronavirus hit, it has been a bigger distraction. Uh, so at first, I started DJing a little bit, but I just don't have the time in all honesty. I am on a hamster wheel. If I stop running on that hamster wheel, everything starts tumbling. That's pretty much how Sifted works. Uh, but it's just made my life hell, I'll be honest with you. I have to clean this place every time I shoot. So if after I shoot today, I have to clean this whole place before Mitch comes in. Um, shooting stuff, we like all our shows are produced, like we do our stuff on our own, then we send it to each other to compile the shows. It's just a major pain in the rear. Um, so I just haven't had much time to do anything. As far as keeping me sane, I think Game Face keeps me sane a good bit because it's just a three hour chunk every week where all I have to worry about is Matt and Mitch and games and everything else just kind of melts away. It's just like back in my, the old game trailers days. Like my job was just insane. And so my favorite time of the week was recording Invisible Walls and it's worked out the same way here at Sifted. Game Face is my reprieve. And I think that might be the case for a lot of you guys too. There's so much negativity going on everywhere. The news is just, one disaster story after another. I'm sure for you guys it's nice to come to Sifted, it's nice to watch Game Face, and kind of get away from all that stuff every once in a while. So that's kind of been my refuge. Uh, next question comes from Patreon from Cody C. Hey Shane, things have been crazy recently, and I find myself resorting to gaming and movies slash television comfort food in order to de-stress. Two of my favorites are Kid Chameleon for Sega Genesis and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. What game or movie slash show do you replay or rewatch as your quote unquote comfort food? You probably would have known the answer to this years ago. It would have been Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty has tended to be uh, that franchise that I play when I have a couple minutes here or there and I just want to blow off some steam. However, during the coronavirus pandemic, because I am not a gigantic fan of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I have turned to other games. And the game that has really struck my fancy is Tetris 99. I know it's crazy, uh, but it's nice because my wife and I, we both work from home now. We both get done with work. She doesn't want to watch me play video games on the big TV. so. I will have the news or whatever on the television, and then I'll play Tetris 99 on my Switch in handheld mode, believe it or not. That is one game that is really not a big deal to play in handheld mode. I don't really even like the game. That's the thing. Um, I feel like it's completely random. If you guys don't know, basically you can attack other players and send the blocks that you clear to their board. Uh, there are some times where you start a game and everybody just dumps on you, and it's just over in like five seconds. So I don't even really like the game. I do like Tetris, but... It is kind of therapeutic for me. Um, again, it's one of those games where you kind of have to concentrate 100% while you're playing it, and it tends to take me away. So oddly enough, my comfort food game for quarantine has been Tetris 99. Uh, next, we have a question from Sifted from Raphael Michael. In your opinion, where are video games headed? 
Okay, so his question was actually a lot longer, but it was so long I could not fit it into the graphic. Uh, so I do have some context before I answer this, but you guys don't, so I apologize for that. Uh, but I think you'll figure it out as I get into my answer. So this would be easy to just repeat what Pac has said, which is it's going eventually, we're going console free, everything's gonna be streaming, blah, blah, blah. That very well could happen. But I have a different prediction on where I think gaming is going. And I think it's going to go in a direction maybe a lot of you are not going to be too happy about. And that is that publishers are going to start building bigger games, more games as a service, games that you can get hooked on and you can keep spending money on. And I think this all ties into one of the big news items from this week, which was that NBA 2K21 is going to be a $70 video game in the U.S. Never happened before. Well, there were N64 games, rare N64 games that would pop up that would be like 70. But traditionally, it went up to $60 and it stuck there. And now it appears at least some games are going up to 70. I think the reason is, is because publishers are going to make fewer games, but those fewer games are going to be much bigger and live much longer. Um, I know this isn't some crazy revelation, but I do know that a lot of you are hoping that things like uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was a harbinger of, oh, we're gonna get some, we're gonna get more single player self-contained games going forward. I don't think that's gonna be the case. That game did great. It had Star Wars on it, which helps a lot. So I think we're gonna see games that keep pushing the envelope for games as a service, games you can keep giving your money to. And here's the thing, I know a lot of you guys have yet to maybe find your game as a service that you've fallen in love with and turned into that player. The player who buys all the DLC, all the cosmetics, all that kind of stuff, it's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen because of what I just said, which is that the publishers are going to keep focusing on this and eventually they're gonna make enough games that you're gonna find one that you love. And then you'll understand. So. Um, it very well could become a console-free future. I tend to think there may be one more generation of consoles, though, um, before after this one, um, and that very well could be true. We could all be streaming in five years, but I think what's more likely for the future of gaming is that stuff like Anthem and even Fallout 76. Why do you think Bethesda has stuck with Fallout 76? It's because it knows it could create a steady revenue stream. Uh, so I think you're going to see Bethesda stick with it. You're going to see all the publishers stick with it uh, going into the future. All right, next up, we have a question from Patreon from, I think, my favorite Patreon username of them all, uh, and that is Captain Falcone. Uh, Captain asks, if you could delete one part of the games industry, like microtransactions, pay to win, loot boxes, Metacritic, excessive development crunch, or Bethesda in general, haha, what would it be? Uh, great question. And I'm gonna go completely off the board and say something that you did not even include in your list. And that is about 2% of the gaming community. Yep. Um, there's about 2% of us that to me really serve no purpose whatsoever ever, other than to make life hell for other people. That's all they do. They're trolls. They make us all look bad. They're the ones who keep the stigmas around gaming alive. They're the ones who keep the stereotypes about gamers alive. I would not miss them at all. And I've become less tolerant over, of it over time, and I've reached the point where I have zero tolerance for toxic gamers at this point. Um, seeing a lot of the stuff that's been flying around with all these sexual harassment claims in the industry, stuff I've been seeing on Twitter, on Facebook, from people. On Facebook, people using their real names. That's the real scary part. Um, you know, I was a kid once, so I know when you're younger, uh, you're reckless, you do stupid stuff because you just don't know any better. I never did what these people are doing. I it was not my goal in life to make someone else miserable 
or make someone else fail or get someone else canceled or have someone lose their job and a means to support themselves and their family. No, I was a skate punk who like, like grinding nice curves. Like, look, everyone does dumb stuff when they're young. This group of people is way above and beyond. They ran Adam Sessler out of the industry. They ran a lot of people out of the industry. I'm sick of it. I don't care about them. I would just be happy if they just disappeared out of our hobby. That's it for this episode of Ash Ain't Anything. I have a ton of great questions from you guys. Tons of them. And I'm gonna be answering them all. Um, probably do one episode a week here for the next few weeks. Uh, it's good to do this again. It's a good chance for me to connect with you guys and I miss doing it. But unfortunately, uh, since Mitch got here and the Rona hit, I have just not had time to do anything extra other than what we're doing. So thank you for your support. Thanks to everybody who's at that $7 level. Um, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this show. And we'll see you guys next time.